Hello, everyone, and welcome to Decoding TV. I am David Chen. I'm Roxana Haddadi. Welcome to the podcast. On tonight's episode of the podcast, we were going to do a live reaction to Season 2, Episode 7, uh, the Season 2 finale, and kind of do our our finale recap episode tonight on Sunday night, December 11th. Um, but we are not going to be doing that tonight uh, because of some scheduling issues that have arisen at the last minute. So instead, we're going to be delivering that episode probably sometime tomorrow. Uh, and I thought, hey, uh, while we have probably around 10 minutes to, ch- to chat tonight, let's hop on and just give our quick overall reactions to this episode. I will start by saying, overall, I thought it was an awesome episode. Uh, I thought it was wild. There was lots of revelations and shocking moments. Uh, it's going to be buzzed about. People are going to want to talk about it. People are going to want to listen to podcasts about it, more importantly for me. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the only thing that I would say I wasn't a huge fan of and I should point out, we're going to be spoiling you know, the season two finale. So you should, I mean, we may spoil it. So don't, don't listen if you don't want to hear spoilers. But the only thing I want to mention that is kind of a bummer is uh, there was so much stuff that happened in this episode that it really felt like it should have been a penultimate episode. And yeah. then like there should have been like a whole other episode for everyone to kind of like process all the things that happened in this episode. Like typically, or no, I don't know about typically, but oftentimes in shows like Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones or whatever, like it's the the second to last episode that would have like all the action. And then the finale mm-hmm. would often have like people processing all the horrific things that just happened. Um, many exceptions to that rule, but uh uh, that would have been a little nice because it was so eventful. But overall, I was a fan of the episode, um, was a fan of the season. Roxana, what did you think of the season two finale of The White Lotus? I think I'm more mixed than you are. I There were parts of it that I really enjoyed and that I thought sort of paid off the like underlying theme of this season, which felt like there's a certain level of ambiguity with which you have to live your life. Uh, in your relationships with other people. Like there was a moment here, which felt very much like the quote in Miller's Crossing about how you can't really know anybody like not that well. Mm. And I liked that sort of payoff. There were a couple of other plots that I sort of felt like either because our readers are so smart and we got so many emails. L- <laughs> listeners, like, you predictions, mean? <laughs> so on top of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so part of me was like, oh, okay, like that did end up happening. And I think there was a little bit... I feel like maybe I also would have benefited from an additional episode to sort of work through some of those reactions because once things happened that I sort of expected, I wanted like a little bit more past that point. Yeah. Uh, Great pull of the Miller's Crossing, by the way. That's one of my favorite quotes. I think about it often. And I think you're referring to the line that Daphne has in this episode about like, everyone always has like a mysterious part of them that you might not. Right. There's always a part of someone that's a mystery, right? Um, Yeah. so I, I want to talk about like the thing in the episode that is made clear uh, mm-hmm. in this episode. And then there's a bunch of stuff that's actually kind of ambiguous in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the thing that's made clear is we find out who died in the first episode of the show. Uh, it's been a long season running mystery and we find out it was Tanya that, that was, um, uh, was the body that Daphne found. And they really, uh, you, you know, one observation I wanted to make actually, um, that I may remake again in the podcast tomorrow when we record it is 
in season two, they really amped up the idea that the death was a murder or killing in a way that I don't think they did in season one. Um, In season one, you knew someone was going to die, but Greg had a cough. Kai was doing this harebrained scheme to steal the thing. And so maybe he got killed in an act of self-defense or something. But like here, it was like somebody has sinister intentions and they're going to murder, like they're going to kill someone. uh, And we're going to drag out until like the last possible moment you know, uh, wh- who the, the mystery of who that is, uh, which I thought was a bold move. At the end of the day, uh, that is what ended up happening. It was somebody who had murderous intentions. Um, but then, interestingly, Tanya dies basically by accident, kind of. In the same way that season one was essentially an accident. Like, it's mm-hmm. funny. Like, I've retconned it to have very malicious intent just because there was mm-hmm. so much antagonism between those two characters in season one. But that also was essentially an accident. So here we do get uh, some killing by self-defense or some killing in self-defense. And then you also do get this, like, I don't know, this accident that made me think like, Oh, like, <laughs> maybe, like yeah. made me sort of upset. Like, I don't know. It made but, you sort uh, of upset because you would have liked for, if she was going to die, you would have wanted it to be purposeful? Is that is that kind of what I don't know. I think I, I – it's like two things. On the one hand, I think it's smart to not give us what we have expected and what the season has built toward, which is that she would be murdered, right? So I think it's a smart diversion from that. On the other hand, I guess part of me just thinks it feels sort of like not dignified. But then like was Tanya dignified? Mm-hmm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I'm sort of going back and forth in my feeling about it. But I think it makes sense out of all of the characters this season for it to be her. Uh, And I think it makes narrative sense. I'm just sort of going back and forth about how I feel about this method of how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in season one, the death of uh, Armand made narrative and thematic sense, in my Mm -hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, narrative sense because Jake Lacey's character has been going after him the whole season. Uh, and they've been in this kind of, they've been locked in a struggle to the death all season. And a thematic sense because this idea of uh, that people from lower classes, uh, their lives are less meaningful than rich people. Like that's kind of what one of the themes of the show was, right? Like society, like to society, to society, right? And so, yeah. so like the idea that like Armand is is de- like he would be one of the first people to go in that situation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it felt satisfying on both of those fronts. Tanya's death this season, I don't know how, how I feel about. I, I guess the idea could be that like you know, and, and okay, we I, we just finished watching this in the last hour, so like right. Um, I'm I'm reaching thematically, you know, but I would say like maybe her her luck has run out, you know, like her her being a hedonistic pleasure seeker person, just you know wandering through life. Like eventually, um, something bad's gonna happen to you if you keep doing mm-hmm. that. If you buy, let's say, um, a, an online social media network for billions of dollars, and you keep you know uh, doing terrible things and and inciting and fomenting violence and hatred, like eventually something bad will happen to you. Like I'm just throwing that out as like a potential other example you might refer to. See, I think that is putting a lot of faith in the universe to like course correct itself. And for the most part, I don't think that happens. (laughs) 
Exactly. So, exactly. so yeah, how do you feel about like Tanya being the person that died like thematically? Yeah, I just feel like sort of I feel like we were meant to see Tanya as more tragic than awful mm-hmm. by the end of this season. Like I think the first half of the season went very heavy on how terrible she was to Portia. Mm-hmm. But then by the end, right, Portia is like rushing to defend her, to save her. Uh, when she learns that it's probably Tanya who has died, she clearly has like a little bit of an emotional reaction. I think we were meant to think that what they were planning to do to Tanya was more terrible than Tanya herself was. So I don't know. I still feel a little bit like this show can't entirely make up its mind about what it actually thinks about rich people. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe also how I feel sort of unsure about this is because the way that the Lucia Mia storyline ends is just so confusing to me that again, I'm sort of like, how are we supposed to feel about this? Well, here, I mean, here's how I feel about it, Roxana, is I think uh, for me, this episode definitively showed that the theme of the season is sex as part of a transaction. Uh, or, or how people use sex transactionally. And also, the grifters win. The grifters win. All the grifters in the show won this season. And uh, many of them used sex as part of their grift, but they all won. Um, Lucia, Mia, and Greg specifically are the ones I'm referring to. Um, okay. And so... Uh, I love that. I love that journey for them. I love that journey for them. I mean, mm. I, <laughs> so yeah, I think um, I, to me that it, it all adds up. I, I would agree with you, you know, that the, the Mia Lucia characters have not been particularly well uh, built out, like mm-hmm. um, from a char- like a writing perspective mm-hmm. uh, th- throughout the season. But I think like thematically it, it, it works for me. And like when, um, Lucia and Mia are like walking into the sunset at the end. Um, we are meant to celebrate their victory. Like, hey, um, <laughs> th- th- that's kind of my interpretation is like, hey, like these people who like were able to like extract um, stuff off of these rich, oblivious people, like they're the real winners here. And uh, in our society that's rigged against people who are not rich, um, perhaps grifting is the best that some people can hope for. What do you think, Roxana? By the way, we're on video right now. Roxana is very unconvinced by anything I'm saying. If only because I I normally love grifter storylines. Mm-hmm. If it feels like there is a compelling character at the center of them, Aubrey Plaza is in a movie this year that is also about grifters, uh, and I liked it very much. But there was something here just about Lucia and Mia that felt very thin. Mm-hmm. I will say that I really enjoyed. Albie's final reaction to realizing he'd been conned. That was very funny to me. Roxana's been waiting seven hours for that reaction shot. Well, you know, the good good news, Roxana, is... I mean, you know what? My whole thing going into the finale was, are Mm -hmm. we going to see Albie fucking again? Like, that was kind of my whole um, thing that I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. And thank God, because if there's one thing this season didn't have enough of, it's Albie fucking. You know what no, I'm saying? You d- you got other people doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but you got, we, all, you got some other people doing that. You got some implications of that being done as well. 
I yeah, I mean, I guess I, I, I was being completely sarcastic. There's way oh, too much Albie nudity throughout the entire season, yes, I know. and this I season know that's how you feel. we got a whole like I think we got like Albie butt crack in this episode. So no, um, I don't think so. We got Ethan. I don't oh, know was that him? I, I couldn't even. I, you know, I I thought that was Albie. I did, I couldn't even tell. No, I think that's that's Ethan and Harper. Oh, okay, there's yeah, the, yeah. There's the insinuation that Ethan and Daphne have slept together. Yes, yes. And well, then Ethan comes back and has sex with Harper, and like their relationship is rejuvenated and all. Got this it. Stuff. Okay. Uh, huh. Uh. All right. Well, you know, I'm gonna have to go back and look at the footage again, even though I don't You're want to. You're gonna have to watch the butt crack one more time. I'm gonna have to see whose butt crack that is. I thought that was, yeah. you know, I thought that was Albie, and I kind of maybe stopped paying attention because I thought it was another Albie uh, Lucia sex scene. Yeah, but. I don't, I don't think we see them. Like, I think we see her sneak out of bed, and I think we see them kissing. But I mm. didn't remember. I didn't think, at least, that okay. they slept together again. Well, then, at least on screen, I take that. You know, this is what happens when we do this live, like right after yeah. the show. Is like, I I sometimes misassign whose butt crack I'm seeing on the show. I know. And this is you need more. You need more context. I please. need time for the butt cracks to marinate yes. uh, in my yes. in my psyche a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I I do think that one of the great things, you know, we talked about Tanya, the reveal, and how you and I are are at various stages of uh, enjoyment of that. Um, but I think one of the cool things about this episode is how much it leaves um, uh, ambiguous, right? Mm-hmm. There's two things in particular that I think are ambiguous, and then we can wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Ethan sleeping with Daphne. Yeah. Uh, and then related to that, does Harper know about that? My assumption is yes. Oh, I yeah. don't think so at all. Okay, because there's a scene at dinner mm-hmm. where they're about to have dinner and then Harper is crying. Mm-hmm. Like she has tears rolling down her her face, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's not. We don't hear the part of the conversation that led to that moment. So I didn't think there was a conversation mm. that led to the moment. I just thought it was residual from the fight that they had had previously. I mean, the last time we see them together, he is like barraging her about everything with Cam. Fascinating. They then have sex after dinner. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I know that. So yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a situation where Ethan and Daphne have sex. Mm-hmm. Ethan tells Harper about that at dinner. And then mm-hmm. after dinner, Harper's like, hey, are, is this relationship over? You know, like. Oh, I don't think Ethan is ever going to tell her that. Mm, mm, okay. Well, anyway, uh, yeah. why, why was she crying then? Just like spontaneously at dinner, you think? I just think she was still upset from the fight earlier in the day. Huh. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back and watch that scene now um but uh but okay i think we agree that it's definitely ambiguous as to whether ethan slept with daphne um or maybe we don't you think it's definitely happened but uh, the show the show leaves it ambiguous yes the show leaves it ambiguous i think we are meant to think that it happened yeah i agree i agree and then the other thing is does cam know uh that his children are not his and i saw some people reacting to like when Daphne's trying to get Cam on the phone. Yes. And he's like picking at his teeth and he seems to have no love for these children on the phone. Like at that moment, like, I think it's a purposely yeah. ambiguous moment of whether or not he knows right. that he's um, a cuck. 
Basically. We knew earlier that he like was uninterested in talking to the children during vacation. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we had seen her saying yeah. like, I want to FaceTime with the kids. And he'd been like, yeah, I don't care. Which under that context just seemed like a vacation choice. Of course, you're like away from your young children. You have the opportunity to hang out alone. But yes, specifically having the mysteriously fathered blonde child ask for his father and then have Cam just be like, ugh. <laughs> What's funny? <laughs> I think it was it was vague enough that it could have just been like a it, it could have been a not really an ugh it could have been a just yeah. general fatherly ugh or it could have been ugh these are not my kids I think I think right. it was an ugh of different definitions an right. ugh of different kinds okay yeah we're gonna wrap it up there um uh but yeah we will be back tomorrow sometime with the full recap and I will have gotten my butts correct. At that yeah. point, and that's we're why have a butt test. we're gonna have a butt test. But that's why you know that's why we usually like to take more time before we do mm-hmm. these podcasts, so I don't make horribly embarrassing mistakes like that. Um, but yes, keep it tuned into Decoding TV at podcast.decodingtv.com, uh, and we'll be back with our full, in-depth recap and review uh, tomorrow, Monday, December twelfth. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>